Welcome back to Do Ladies Do That. I'm Molly. And I'm Becca, and we're just two queer people who wanted to take our discussions about LGBTQ plus media out of their DMs and into a podcast. This week we have a really special episode where we got you guys involved. So we asked you to tell us about your first queer crushes, who they were, what did you feel during that time, and we also wanted to know what advice you wish you were told as a younger queer person. So without further ado, let's get on to your queer stories. Hello, this is Zoe from Australia. I'm 20 and my pronouns are she, her. And for me, there are a lot of signs in my childhood that I was gay. So apart from always wanting to hold hands with my friends or sit on their laps or play with their hair, my first kind of recognisable queer crush was in my early teens. They were a best friend at the time in true lesbian fashion. Yeah, I just was a bit obsessed. I grew up in a religious household and met this person at church, so I didn't really feel particularly good about this development in our friendship and the feelings I was having. And in fact, for a hot minute, I thought I was demon-possessed. I laugh about that now, but I literally tried to pray the gay away so many times. Anyway, I even confronted such crush about the fact I was obsessed with her and asked her to stay away from me. Oh my God, religious trauma. Any gays, since then, I've reconciled my spiritual life and my sexuality. I've met lots of wonderful LGBTQ plus friends online and few in person who show me love as I am. And that's what I wish someone had told me as a younger queer person. That's possible to thrive as both a queer and spiritual human. That there's nothing wrong with me, but actually there are lots of wonderful people who accept me and love me for exactly who I am. Anyway, lots of love to you, Molly and Becca. Thank you for listening to my ramble. Hi, my name's Hannah. I'm 19 and my pronouns are she, her. It's strange, I can't remember exactly how old I was when I had my first queer crush, but I do remember like getting so excited whenever Casey Barry <laughs> would come on Waterloo Road. I don't know, I think I was just really attracted to her sort of liminal appearance. It wasn't the stereotypical girliness that I was attracted to, but it was the sort of more masculine look about this person and I just didn't really understand it at the time because I didn't know about my sexuality but then my first real crush was in high school and that was a really terrifying time because I didn't know really who I was and I was starting to figure things out and I was really scared about them finding out but one piece of advice that I wish I'd have had is to not be scared because when you battle something up it just makes you feel guilty and internalised homophobia can be a really horrible thing and it can make you doubt yourself as well. Hi, my name's Ellie. I'm 20 years old. My pronouns are they and she. My first queer crush was probably Shio from Kim Possible, which is very confusing for me at a very young age because I will never have gay as an insult, so I didn't really know it was an option. I just thought it was a bad thing. But it was also exciting because I got so excited when I seen her on the screen and I was, you know, so excited to sit there and watch Kim Possible for her just to see her. And then as I got older, I learned it was it was more okay, but still scary. I didn't want to share with many people that I was queer. And I think as I was about 13 or 14, my uh, queer crushes were Nikki and Pussy from Orange is the New Black, which kind of introduced me more to being queer and helped me to feel a lot more comfortable. And I just wish I'd been told, like as a really young kid, that it's okay. You're allowed to feel these things. It's not a bad thing. Just because you hear people say it as an insult doesn't mean 
that it's something horrible and bad and evil. Like it's it's just who you are and you can't change who you are. No matter how hard you feel like you have to try, it's um, it's okay to be to be yourself. And I wish someone had told me that. And I wish I just learned more about queer people when I was when I was a young kid. Hi, this is Brittany. I am 31. My pronouns are she, her. Uh, my first queer crush was definitely Alex Voss from Orange is the New Black. I remember the first time I watched the show in 2014. I uh, binge watched it all the way through. I think I watched like the first two seasons in no time flat. And I remember very much feeling like I know that these feelings I'm having are not the normal like feelings I would have when you see chemistry and like sexual scenes between actors on television, but I didn't really know what to do with that. So I just kept watching alone and like harboring those feelings. And it took me many years to realize that I am in fact bisexual. And that was 2020 when I finally admitted it to myself and those close to me. So something I wish I would have told myself as a younger queer person is to have actually explored those feelings more rather than try to put them away because I feel like I maybe could have been able to work through some things and understand some of the relationships in my life more fully if I had. So yeah, I think I would have told myself to acknowledge and experience those emotions when they happened and not put them away. And then six years later realize, oh yeah, you're definitely bisexual, Brittany. Hi, I'm Casey. I'm 19 years old and my pronouns are she, her. And one of my first queer crushes was of course, Miss Honey from the movie Matilda. I was just very drawn to her as a person. She obviously had a very lonely upbringing and then she grew into this lovely person with nothing but love in her heart for every other person that she came across. Obviously I was attracted to her because she was stunning. She was caring, she's nurturing. It was also very inspiring to see the fact that she could grow into this person even though she had like a really bad childhood. Another one of my crushes would be Sandra Bullock. I remember the first movie I saw her in was The Proposal and I was just so attracted to her. She was so funny and of course a great actress. I remember the obsession just growing from then on. I watched all of her movies. Obviously I watched many interviews, a lot of award shows and everything that she said meant a lot to me and still means a lot to me now. She's taught me so much over the years. She's really just made me into the person that I am today. I know it's a cliche, but that's true. And of course, when I was younger, it was funny because I always wanted to be the man that she was with or or going to be with in the movies. And obviously I didn't understand what that meant. Was I scared about this, this part of me? The answer is, yeah. I was terrified. I was anxious about how people would react, how they would see me now, what would they think of me? Because obviously it was hard coming to terms with that yourself. It could take years. For me it did, it took me a lot of time. I was completely okay with other people and how they identified and who they were attracted to. 
Of course, that didn't matter to me. Just be who you are. But with myself, it was very nerve-wracking. But also, it was exciting to explore that part of me once I came to terms with it. But I obviously couldn't embrace that fully until I was out. And I wish coming out wasn't such a big pressure. It takes a lot of courage, but why? That was the biggest thing for me and still is for other people. If I could have some queer advice as a young person, what would it be? It would be mainly about labels. This is still something I'm struggling with now, but don't overthink too much about labeling yourself. Like if you don't fully know, you don't owe any explanation to anyone. That's just a part of you. But if you're comfortable with labels, feel free. But I know a lot of people, including myself, it's such a big deal for them because you see so many people knowing who they are with the labels and it's quite intimidating. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm 19. My pronouns are she, her and my first queer crush happened to be my teacher, which I think is the worst one you can have. Um, so I was in love with my former geography slash English teacher for five years. It all started when I was in fifth grade. I was 11 years old and it ended when I was 16 and when I was about to graduate secondary school. I still remember the very first moment I met her and in this moment I knew that she was completely special to any other teachers, like she wasn't like all the others. She was so friendly, she she had this excitement and this love for the subject and she really really tried to motivate us and I really tried to become one of her um, best students which I kind of achieved. <laughs> So I didn't really knew that I was in love with her. I just thought that she was really nice and I wanted to spend as much time with her as possible. And I didn't really realize that I was kind of obsessed with her because I just wanted to spend as much time as possible. And I didn't really care about what she would say to this. Thinking about that now, I can say that I took a lot of her personal space. I made a lot of mistakes and I am deeply sorry for this. And um, yeah, but as I said, I didn't really care about that because all I wanted uh, to do was spend time with her, know as much as possible about her and just be with her, really. She always gave me this secure feeling, this feeling of safety. I am safe. I can talk to her. I have her as a friend when something happens. And I really, really, really needed that feeling at the time when I fell in love with her because I was in a bad mindset. But that is another topic. Yeah, before I graduated, I really fucked everything up, if I may say that. I destroyed everything. And yeah, what I want to tell others who may be in the same position is that it is totally okay to fall for a teacher, even though I think it's really, really hard because, you know, they notice your behavior change but what you shouldn't do is you shouldn't take too much of their privacy you should respect their lines and their boundaries and if they say no i don't want that then you have to understand that and if it really really gets worse then you distance yourself i tried that too and it actually worked really really well just distance yourself try to have not that much contact really cut them out of your life as as hard as it is but it will help and i really hope that it will help you and I'm happy to be part of this podcast. Thank you so much. So I thought I'd join in with this. So hi, my name's Becca. I'm 19 and my pronouns are she, they. My first queer crush in terms of a celebrity would be Patricia from House of Anubis 
or Zara Carmichael from Doctors. I always love Zara. I'd cry if she wasn't in the episode. I'd have like meltdowns over it because I just thought she was really pretty to look at. I don't really remember looking at any boys or male characters in the way that I looked at female characters and that's never changed. There was a time in year nine when I was trying to fit in because everyone was stating their male crushes and the boys they liked. I just joined in with that and I was all about the Vampire Diaries and I was telling everyone I fancied Damon and Stefan when in reality I fancied Elena and Caroline. So I'd be telling people one thing and then my brain would be thinking the other and I'd just feel like this whole load of shame because I know that I was lying to like my closest friends because I just didn't know what was going on in my head. My first queer crush that I knew was more than wanting to look like someone because that's what I always put it down to. But I was in dance for years and I was in a class when I was 14. I just started questioning things, but I wasn't too sure what I was questioning. I just knew that something was going on and my feelings were changing or becoming apparent to me, I should say. There was this girl in the class who was like significantly older than me and I got so anxious, like, whenever she was there. These new feelings had been unleashed. I knew that they weren't platonic. I knew that they weren't something that straight people really think about. When I first started questioning my sexuality, I didn't know who I could identify with because I knew I couldn't identify with my straight friends. But I didn't know if I could relate to my queer friends because I didn't know if that's what it was. And so I felt very alone and out of place. There was a period of time where I did think I was just not attracted to anyone because I didn't fancy boys and I didn't want to be with a boy. There was just a lot that I wished that I'd known earlier in life. Just because I didn't fancy boys didn't mean that I didn't fancy anyone because the feelings I I was feeling were towards girls. One thing that I wish I was told when I was younger, a piece of advice. I've got quite a few, so I'm just gonna throw them out there. But one of them is something that I read in Rose and Rosie's book. And it says about, I think it's Rose who says, when you come out to family and friends, if they don't show like immediate support or the reaction isn't like instantaneous, try not to get too upset about it. I know it's like, you instinctively do get upset because you've worked yourself up for this and any sort of negative reaction, whether it's major or just like not what you expected, it can be heartbreaking for you. And I know that firsthand because that happened to me when I came out to my mum. And even though she was like immediately supportive, like five minutes later, it took a little bit of time for to process it. Another thing I want to say is that it's okay if labels change because I was always so frightened of coming out just in case I wasn't, like, one day in 30 years I fall in love with a man or my sexuality just changes and I'll have, I'll have to, like, take back my coming out as a certain sexuality. And that prevented me from coming out for a long time because I was so worried about what other people would think of me and I didn't want people to think of the stereotype that it's just a phase or 
that you'll meet a man one day. I didn't want to fit into that, even though I'm very confident in the fact that I'm a lesbian. It was just the fact that what if this could happen, but you can't live your life worrying about what could happen. Yeah, more people have these struggles than you might think. You're not alone. You'll never be alone. There's so many of us. That's everything for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed. We really do want to interact more with our listeners and get your voices heard. Makes us feel a bit more like we've got like a bit of a personal connection to our listeners. Be sure to tune in for our next episode in two weeks' time, where we will be talking about the incredible true adventures of Two Girls in Love, which is a 1995 film. It's one of my favourites. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DLDT Podcast for all your podcast updates. You can find us on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. So join us next time where we will continuously question, do, do ladies, ladies do, do that? that?